Hello and welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you today to this Church Administration Admin and Ops Podcast. We love and are passionate about the work that happens behind the scenes in church life and it's a privilege for us to serve. And uh, I've got a special guest back again, Anna Wood. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me here again. <laughs> it's great. And it's, it's lovely to have you back. And um, if you're picking up the podcast now, uh, we have been chatting over the last two sessions, um, just looking and reviewing a survey that we put out um, to church administrators, which we had over 60 odd people um, feedback and reply. Lots of questions about how you're doing, what are some of the things you're pressure points how's your capacity going where are you seeing grace I, I love that session with Lou Anna and I were talking last time about good habits of a church administrator and there were some really good points that kind of came out and uh, we're going to tackle today the the bad habits aren't we we are yeah bit of a different vibe to uh, the, the good habits one it is slightly different, isn't it? Um, so yeah, this is going to be interesting. And uh, thank you to everyone who participated in sending stuff in. Um, we'll, we're certainly going to publish this in some way on the website for people to connect because there's there's things here that we're not going to be able to cover everything. And I think there's some great, great takeaways. Um, well, let's start with us, Century. Before we jump into somebody else, we probably need to start with us. And what are some of our bad habits? So I'm not going to put you on the spot, Anna. I'm going to give you a minute just to think while I share one of mine. So I was having a conversation with uh, Emma, my wife, this morning. And um, I was giving, she overheard me giving uh, Jack Slocum, one of our, our new staff members, a hard time because he's just been doing over his hours and here longer than he needs to. He's got young kids and his wife, and so I'm giving him a hard time. And Emma's like, Gav, you are such a hypocrite. <laughs> because you were worse than Jack was. You know, it's got to 8 o'clock some nights, and you still weren't home after trying to do it, you know. She said you go to church on Sunday, uh, sorry, on church on a Friday at 7 to get a whole load of finance stuff done before people came in and then you'd be serving on teens till half 10 or something she was like you're a hypocrite so um so I'm going to kick us off with the first bad habit overdoing the hours and we're joking about it and smiling about it and I know we can all connect with this but this is not good is it it's not ideal no I mean I think this is where it's a really difficult tension point particularly in our line of work because so much of what we do is is born out of a desire to serve the church serve yeah. god um but we are also employed as employees yeah um and therefore we you know we have um have to look after our, ourselves as employees as and not over overcommit, not overdo yeah. um and try and draw the line to ensure that other other aspects of life are also balanced yeah you know and our families are aware that we still exist and yeah <laughs> those yeah. sorts of things so yeah it's a really hard one to, to make and I think often it's the people who look in that spot it more than yeah. we do in ourselves yeah. so much like you're you're saying you were talking to your colleague um your wife is yeah. also then able to speak into you um it's often <laughs> not ourselves it, yeah. that can necessarily spot that so it's good to have other people to remind us of those things it is and we've got to get to the heart of the issue isn't it is you know what's going on in the heart issue is it is it i need to finish this off to look good and and, and so yeah. much of that is in me and and wanting to be seen to be this amazing church administrator that's got everything covered and and actually the hours to do that to keep that going is just unrealistic yeah and so there are some heart <clears throat> issues there are 
there are emergencies and crises, isn't there? When we, you know, I get called out from the alarm company and you got to come down in the middle of the night and, you know, you can't, it's, it's this hours and then you, you know, do you come in later, you know? But then you've got to sort out all the police and all the other things that that mm. happen, you know, when we had a break-in a couple of weeks ago. So it's it, it really is that the hours bit is the hardest bit and, and the heart motives behind it. And I think it's that, yeah, that motivation is really key, understanding what, what we are motivated by and for. Because um, I think you give me a minute to think about my bad habits. <laughs> Certainly um, one of mine would be a sort of an over-controlling nature. Okay. You know, I want to make sure that, I'm in control of what's going on so that I make sure it's done the way I think it should be done, which yeah. in my head is the best way. I appreciate that might not actually be the case. Um, I am humble <laughs> enough to admit that, but I can't always see it in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Later. Yeah. Later. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> that sort of controlling aspect, um, wanting to make sure it's done well. Yeah. And sometimes it's easier just to do it yourself. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that does add on to those hours and, and so on and so forth. Um, and so many of these sort of things that are, are popping up on the feedback are interconnected, I think, in that way as yeah. well. You know, one thing will impact on another. Um, so another one of mine, which isn't my strength, is my delegation in the sense that I don't want to burden other people um, by asking them to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes that can be a... a a positive thing from my point of view I'm not doing it out of a wrong heart mm. I'm thinking of others but actually it's not always ideal for them either and definitely not ideal for me yeah, yeah, so yeah. and also it can be because I'm trying to control things too much so yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting it yeah the whole delegation thing is interesting because I think um what I, I've learned in the church I guess is that people actually really like sometimes the complex tasks Okay. that we often try and hold on to ourselves because we think this is complex we can't give this to somebody else you know but actually people do like to think about and be used and have got skills and gifting from their their work experience from the things they've done in the past and um an actual fact that actually it's okay to delegate the easy things that you know get off our, our lists then but actually to give people complex ones and a bit of responsibility actually is good. And I think that finding the right person for that, I'm not saying just go out and give, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, would you like to do this? Yeah. And it's, you know, but actually finding people and going, actually, no, they are really competent. They love the church. They love the gospel as much as we do. Yeah. They may not be able to do it as best, you know, as we think they can do it as well as well, maybe as well as we think we are can do it ourselves. Um but actually, I think I found that the people actually do do it better than I do. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> and that comes um, back into that humility aspect yeah. as well, isn't it? Being uh, willing to admit that we're not always the best person to no. do every single task. No. Yeah. It's true. And and so looking at some of the feedback, and and I, I loved it, and I, I appreciate people's honesty that they've they yeah. put in here. And we're certainly not going to name any names. Um, but they're the, one of the ones that, which we're kind of touching on there is is perfectionism. Yes. And and overdoing a task has come up with this desire for it to be perfect and wanting everything to be exactly in its place. Um, but that's just not real life in church administration and ops, is it? That there isn't no. anything that is perfect. <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We want it to make we want to make sure you do everything you can to the best of your ability to the the best it can be in that in that context and whatever the purpose of whatever that task is for but perfect is probably not necessary in most instances um 
and it's yeah it's just not achievable is it and and we we want there to be a sense i want there to be a sense of order i want there to be a sense of peace and and you know not perfection so that those are the things that we want to see present so uh, yeah overdoing a task so i can spend a long time thinking we've got to get this graphic right we've got to get this design right we want this to be you know hit all the boxes and the target markets and all, all the things that we're thinking about when we, we're sending out a leaflet into the community um but actually just if that's going to take another four or five hours i have to be able to call it short at some point and go nah we, we've yeah. got to stop there yeah and absolutely and I, and I think that can also tie in with that accountability aspect of somebody yeah. else who, who perhaps is just looking in on what what we're doing and mm. and saying you know that that, that will work that yeah. will be fine it'll do the job it's going to have the right impact that you want um could it be better probably yeah does it need to be better probably not um yeah <laughs> yeah now another one of mine and and I can identify this is probably another five or six times it's listed here is um, putting pressure on ourselves and giving ourselves kind of self targets. So, I mean, we were talking yesterday and you were like, I've got a self target <laughs> to get my accounts done at this point in time. Yeah. Every year I want to beat my record from last year. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and I do this. And, and so um, I'll put pressure on myself thinking, right, I think the guys, I think our leaders really would like this done sooner rather than later. They haven't asked me, but I'm, I'm kind of guessing. And I, I think I'm going to, I think it does come back to pride again, because I'm thinking I'm going to be this whiz, get it sorted yeah. and get it in a place where everyone's going to go, oh, this Gavin's already done it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and actually that self-target there puts pressure on me, which I, I then pass down pressure to other people. Mm. And, um, and there's no there's no need for it it's i've been hugely limited um liberated sometimes by sitting sitting in a pub with pete greasley and him saying to me gav what are your three top priorities you know and i'll say right here it is this this and this and he'll come to me and say well well i wouldn't bother doing those two <laughs> you know do that one and here's let me give you a few other ones that need doing and you're like oh i really you know i thought i, I thought these are like super duper important but actually a little bit of outside perspective and a bit yeah. of clarity um, does help, and so you know we keep we keep touching on that relationship with the senior pastor or or, or elders in your church and what you're doing. There's got to be that continuous connection, and I can get my priorities and my self targets, but actually not really be serving in a way that actually does bless the team and bless the church. So. Yeah, getting that outside input from from who you're trying to work with or serve has got to be an important factor. But it's really easy to actually forget that in the moment when you're planning your own yeah. your own sort of diary for the day or the week or the month or, or longer. Yeah, um, yeah. That's really I, there was helpful. one that did make us both laugh. Go on, you introduce it because <laughs> I, I I can't say this is one of my bad habits, but um, but it, it did make me laugh. Um, and I can't see it. I'm sorry I've about the notebook. Oh yes. <laughs> so I'm really good at making notes. Good at making notes, but then lose my notebook. Yeah. Um, thankfully, <laughs> I've not had that experience. Um, but I am well known for. Where's my phone? Yeah. Where, where have I put? Anyone see my phone? So yeah, I think when you're really busy, it's just super easy to be moving from one thing to the next. Yeah. You want to get things done, and yeah. Where, where is, is the notebook? Yeah. Where has it gone? 
Um, but uh, yeah, I think another one on, on here that stands out to me and people that know me well would probably attest to this is the someone's put always saying yes and someone else has put yeah. saying yes when I mean or should say no. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a, a habit which is is possibly a good, a good desired one. Yeah. You, know, you have to look again at the motivations behind it. But in terms of how that plays out, it's not always great to have always said yes. Yeah. Sometimes there are times when it's sensible to think that through. Yeah. Uh, before before being too willing. Um, yeah. That willingness can sometimes not not play out in a way that everybody would want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, there's some there's some good ones yeah overthinking over planning mm. over reliance on myself um mm. yeah there's those are good um and unnecessary fear and anxiety i think that came up quite a lot yeah. um and like you know, people someone's written about um the reading work emails on your phone in the in the evening yeah not really being able to do anything about it at that point and then worrying overnight about what that something you've just read yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah. it's it's a it's a really easy thing to do because everything is so accessible now with yeah. the tech that most people have um but it's really unhelpful in mm. terms of um just allowing yourself to have that rest time as well and, um yeah a good habit would probably be to tackle somehow disabling the ability to read emails after <laughs> a certain time. I, I deleted my ability to access work emails on my phone because it is it is so tempted, well isn't it? So yeah. yeah, they're still on my computer, so the temptation is still there. <laughs> but but it's so easy on your phone, isn't it? Just to yeah. oh, something's just pinged in. Oh, yeah. I'll have a quick look at it. It's from so and so. Yeah. And then suddenly your your heart's racing, thinking, Oh no, have I not done something? Or should I have done more? Or yeah. what's going to happen? Or you know, all of those things. Um, you have to really kind of. I think you have to really think through what's going to be most helpful for you as an individual in that kind of context because actually for me I do still have my emails on my phone and I will often read them at times which are outside of a work hours I've always done that in my previous job as well and Mm -hmm. my colleagues then would always be like oh you just take them off your phone don't have them on your phone but actually for me as an individual it was more helpful um, to know what was there because actually if if I didn't know what was there I'd be overthinking thinking what am I going to be facing mm-hmm. in the morning what's going to be there yeah so actually it I guess it depends a little bit on the individual so some some of these bad habits as we're, we're sort of calling them bad habits might not be bad habits for every individual yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. that's something to consider as well a little kind of disclaimer there yeah not to, I don't I don't want anyone to be listening to this <laughs> thinking oh no I'm being such an awful yeah. person because I do these things yeah because actually some of them might work for you as an individual um in the same way that I have my emails on my yeah. phone and, and you don't so yeah, yeah. that is so we'll, true uh, we'll make sure that we're not completely you know hammering people unnecessarily yeah grace grace and grace <laughs> Absolutely. um another one on the list here as i i get distracted and i i put things off um i saw it later yeah. on saying i do the things that i enjoy first and then i then try and get to things i don't enjoy and yeah. actually you know that's not the right category so that those things but distraction is is something and i think i think in here it's not necessarily a bad habit but um it's something we do have to be mindful of is we, we deal with a lot of interruptions yes. all the time. So I'm working on something and it might be a volunteer or a staff member or a phone call and 
So that that kind of intense, that focused work where you need some time to do something. Um, yeah, I, I need to think about my venue and my base. You know, am I going to be based at home today or am I going to be based in the office and start thinking about how the, those tasks kind of tie up and manage. Yeah. Um, because yeah, there's no point in trying to do focus work when you're sat in the in the church office. <laughs> Everyone wants to have a chat, longer coffee breaks, which yeah, is another which focus ties here. In. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And the gossip and everything else. Of course, we don't gossip as church administrators. Do Never we? would Never. we ever want to find out more about something <laughs> which we've got an inkling of something going yeah. on. No, never. Yeah, I like to be head of the game. I don't want any surprises. <laughs> so I have my little ears out. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. um yeah. So there's some, uh, yeah, some interesting ones. Anything, anything else that you're you're seeing here? Um, one of the things which I think actually ties in with what you just mentioned there about the gossip. Someone put about listening to negativity and or gossip, mm-hmm. um, and I think there is a difference between the two. And actually, the negativity side of things is something which, um, depending on your 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 context, it may be that you work in an environment where there's no negativity whatsoever, but the likelihood is at some point there will be. Um, and how how you react and deal with that, I think, is really important to think through before you're in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, to make this bad habit of listening to negativity into a good habit, kind of think through what what could be a good way of handling that. Because um, you know, there there are times in 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 my workplace where there is a bit of a oh why 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 mm. and something's happened and someone's frustrated and yeah. they they're verbally processing it through and yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing for them at that moment but then you're on the receiving end of it and mm-hmm. you know how how to deal with that how to help that person in that negativity processing to help them to move through it but also to not get caught up in it i think that's something which um if you can maybe think it through um for yourself beforehand yeah that's not a bad habit to to be in to sort of accept that negativity exists but how you then yeah. engage with it or yeah. how you react to it um it's actually more important than just having the negativity present yeah i think that's good um another one on here um not very good at asking for help um i can't relate to that at all yeah true no, story that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, that's, that's definitely yeah. nothing nothing that I've ever had a problem with um, drawing people in I, yeah. I think the other the other flip side of that is um, is and, and Pete's challenged me so many times on this is feeling the responsibility for none of the plates to, to drop and to yeah. crash you know so I'm not responsible for teens or I'm not responsible for this or worship or whatever those different teams are but you suddenly become aware of something and you're going, mm, I want to save it. I want to mm. jump in and I want to make sure everything keeps going. But actually, this is kind of outside of my responsibility and remit. And as much as my desire is to help, it's going to cost me either time with the family or cost another hour at work or it's going to be something. And he, and Pete's always like, you've just sometimes you just got to let the, the plate crash. Yeah. Sometimes there can be, be a happy. really good learning outcome from the plate crashing as well, I guess. Yeah. For, for whoever's involved in that yeah, team in realizing exactly. you know there are things there and um i i think that's a a really yeah really it's it's so difficult though in the moment when yeah. you feel the responsibility and you want things to go well and you love people you love your church and but yeah. actually letting it letting it drop and i remember going through those feelings when we we stopped doing um 
the mothers and toddlers groups for a period of time because we didn't have someone who could run it but okay but i'm thinking okay well if we get 12 people who do one set you know one session over the next three months we could you know make this still work and then you're like no we haven't got the person to lead it we haven't got the person who's got the heart to do it and so we're gonna have to just turn it off until we have that person yeah um and it, it feels quite negative and it feels like a bit of a failure but actually no it's not and it actually we, we we do have to let it go so let it go let it go <laughs> uh, a good old disney moment yeah there is some yeah. truth in that somewhere <laughs> yeah it, yeah i'll go with that there's was one that actually just struck me then when i was looking over again at the feedback um which i think is quite an important one to to flag up just about the fact that someone's written about lack of understanding about the role and the governance importance of the role mm-hmm. and the policies that we may be writing and trying to get people to adopt and to work with um those things aren't necessarily the most exciting part of mm. um the role no. or the most exciting part of probably people's roles within the church mm-hmm. you know um, it's uh, a sad reflection of our minds perhaps that we actually have a little bit of pride in some of those policies that we yeah. spent hours working over and trying to make make work for our context but actually um, I think when you've got people who perhaps aren't engaging with those, it's not necessarily a personal reflection yeah. on you. And I think that's yeah, something yeah. that you've got to always bear in mind is that it's more of a reflection on them. As yeah. long as you've done what you possibly can to make it accessible, make it functional, um, and you've explained that to whoever needs to know about the governance mm. and the policy um, set up, but then it's effectively in their hands. They love it, that plate smashing situation, yeah, yeah. you know, at some point they're going to need that policy. And when that happens, they will suddenly realize that negativity they've had towards you and that frustration they've had towards you in that aspect yeah. of your role um, was uncalled for. And yeah. I guess we've just got to have grace and patience in that as people trying to push that through in a way which isn't going to drive us mad in the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. No, it is so true. And I think some of the times that I can um, get offended and do stuff is like, um, I, I haven't heard about something that's happening that the elders have been talking about. And <laughs> and suddenly it's out there in the church and, and someone comes to me and says, oh, do you know about this? I'm like, oh, no, I don't <laughs> even know about this. Um, and so rather than being kind of, you know, applying the gospel and grace and patience and go and have a chat to him and say, oh, you know, is there anything I can do to, you know, to serve in this or you know is this um you know where's this going and you know what's the kind of history on this and how's it all come about i'm i kind of go into my self-pity mode oh yeah nobody tells me until unless they want my help or something like that you know this kind of and uh yeah self-pity comes up so at least i'm not the only one who uh who struggles with that so yeah. um but it is yeah we, we we like to be informed and we want to be informed early so we can be ahead um but actually, we, we can't and shouldn't know everything and yeah. feel like we carry everything. Um, so it's good. I think it's, I think we should celebrate those things that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and actually enjoy the things them. that we don't need to know about. There's probably a good reason for that. And it's probably a little bit of liberation yeah. for us to not have to, to have that responsibility. Yeah. yeah, I definitely laugh and smile a lot more things <laughs> than you did in the past. You know, I love it. Someone says, oh, I can easily organize this event i was like fantastic go for it Have yeah. a <laughs> and then just watch it as it <laughs> unfolds um yeah that's probably a bad thing well we're talking about bad habits so there we yeah. are it's probably a bad thing um 
Yeah, there's there's lots there, isn't there? Um, we we've got to be good at um, applying the gospel. Yes. To not only to ourselves, because you know we we it is humbling, isn't it, when you make mistakes or you get things wrong. You know, we've got to move away from that perfectionism culture yeah. to to that gospel culture that says, actually, yeah, I, I'm broken, I'm a sinner, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to there's going to be mixed motives, and people are going to see that, and attitudes are going not always going to be good, and I need to be able to apply the gospel to myself, and then also apply the gospel to my colleagues, to my work colleagues, absolutely, um, who are who are the same. We are all the same. We live in a broken world. We are broken people. Yeah. all in need of grace and absolutely and i mean that's the the biggest takeaway from all of this isn't it yeah. really that that fundamental need for that gospel to be applied in everything we do yeah yeah and 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 the sheer privilege that we we get to be involved in gospel ministry mm. um i i love that let us never kind of grow old with that you know idea that the, the parts that we're playing this very practical things that we're doing you know, as you follow the thread and the church does what it does, whether it's Sunday or whether it's outreach, it is taking the gospel out there and we're playing a part in that. And um, I get excited about that still. Yeah, it um, is absolutely a privilege love as well. That. It's just something that sometimes in the midst of all the minutiae and uh, lists and everything else, it's easy to, to lose that focus. But it is what we're doing is such a privilege. Um, and that's super exciting. It is. It is. Well, let's finish on that note, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, let's finish more positively. Yeah, yeah. So we've 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 enjoyed this survey. If you've participated, then you know I've probably told you ten times. But thank you. I mean, it's great because we can sit here, learn, and recognize stuff in ourselves, and go, yeah, I want to be. I need to change. I want to change to be a better leader, to lead other people better, to to be you know effective for the gospel. That's that's our heart. Um, and so thanks for for being part of that. Um, We'll publish these. I'll I'll probably get Catherine to do it because she's probably far better <laughs> at presenting this than I am. Um, and we'll stick it on the website for people to to have a look through themselves. And um, if you're listening to the podcast and this is the first one you've captured, the bad habits, then go back and have a listen to the good habits. Yeah, and... I think they go as a pair. I think you need to listen yeah. to both. <laughs> and then go back and listen to the one about grace and and how grace is at work in church administrators' lives. Yeah. working behind the scenes it, it is a joy and a privilege and uh, i love hearing about it so anna thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast thank you for your support of the church office and and just our partnership together is just is great so the guys in liverpool we love them the cornerstone collective oh, they're a good bunch and thank you for having me it's uh, uh, a privilege again <laughs> it's great well if there's anything that we can do to support you or serve you then please get in contact at questions at the church the website's there we're adding new stuff you know every week if we can and new authors and other people are contributing and uh, we we want this resource to be a kingdom resource that serves administrators that serves pastors that serves church which ultimately is about bringing glory to god and taking the gospel out there so thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you next time on the podcast